Welcome to the Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank, and I'm very pleased to introduce you to my guest tonight, Andrew Trigg with Nevada County Sheriff's Office. Andrew is the Public Information Officer for the Sheriff's Office, as well as managing dispatch and records. His career includes being an instructor for Post Peace Officer Standard of Training, Public Safety Trainer in Leadership and Supervision, speaking at some amazing agencies, including FDNY and NYPD, and he is a director on the Nevada County Fair Board, appointed by Governor Brown. Andrew, welcome to the Sages Among Us. Good evening. Thank you, Lori. Well, it's good to have you here. And I believe that you spent most of your youth growing up here. Is that true? I did, yeah. I was born in uh, Southern California, but shortly after that, the family picked up uh, the, the roots there and moved up here. And, and basically, uh, I like to just call myself born and raised here, frankly. Well, what did you enjoy about growing up in, in Grass Valley, especially uh, if you were old enough uh, to remember Southern California? Yeah, it's, um, you know, I think it's what everybody likes about this area. It's, it's the trees, it's the different seasons, it's the nice, friendly community that we have here. Um, you know, traffic is getting a little bit worse nowadays, but uh, 10 years ago, it wasn't anything compared to what it what it is in uh, Southern California, but it's just a beautiful place up here. Uh, we've got great weather and, and great scenery, and uh, we were just talking earlier about the seasons and uh, great great places that you can see around here. Well, as a kid growing up here, did you have any early jobs in town? Uh, well, one of my first jobs was working at the, the pool store there by Kmart, All Seasons Pools and Spas. Uh, and that was a blast. I didn't know a thing about pools. We never had a pool as a kid growing up. Uh, but I had a family friend who got me a job there, and uh, it was it was a great time. Uh, that was one of my jobs. I worked at Kmart for a little bit. And then uh, probably the thing that I'm most proud of is uh, working at the fair. I started there when I was 15 years old during the, the fair and uh, picking up trash and just having a, a great time out there all five days of the fair. And, you know, people were joking with me, how can you have fun picking up trash? But I was at the fair all five days. It was great. <laughs> and getting paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, growing up, uh, who were some of your early role models? Uh, you know, it's an interesting question. I, I think um, there's a couple that come to mind, and uh, certainly my mom would be one of them, that she just uh, always persevered and, uh, you know, made sure that we had food on the table or uh, drinks to, to have after school or, you know, friends could come over and hang out with us or whatever. Um, just, you know, always working, um, even to this day, uh, just doing a phenomenal job uh, raising myself and my sister. Um, and then kind of some other ones um, would take me back to the sheriff's office, uh, and they were some deputies and some sergeants that I used to interact with as an explorer scout. Uh, I started as an explorer at the sheriff's office in 1998, and uh, to this day, I work with a lot of uh, deputies and sergeants and lieutenants that were uh, also explorer scouts with me at the same time. Uh, but with that, there were some deputies, uh, several of them, that you know provided mentoring to us that just did a phenomenal job, um, you know, leading leading the the explorer program along. Uh, unfortunately, due to lack of demand, it's it's not in existence anymore. 
but it was just a great time and great opportunity for me to uh, see some wonderful role models within the sheriff's office. Well, that's great to hear. Uh, what are some of the lessons that you might have learned from some of those early jobs, any of them? I think it really comes down to uh, being responsible and uh, showing up on time. And, you know, when you get to work, being ready to work, um, whether it be the pool store or the sheriff's office, both jobs demanded that you were at 100% when you showed up. If somebody's coming in uh, looking for assistance, they, they don't want some uh, employee who's who's not performing to function. Uh, so one of the things that I, you know, pride myself in is is taking pride in the job that I do and just making sure that I do it the best way I possibly can, um, but also mentoring those around me to do their job the best that they possibly can as well. Um, but really, it just comes down to to putting your all into it um, and just giving what you can. Well, I know you started, you grew up here, and you obviously work here now. Uh, but at any point, did you have a desire to leave town and live in another city or another state, or did you did you live in another city or state? Uh, I didn't. Uh, never lived in a different city or state. I uh, I did work at Foster County Sheriff's Office for a couple of years in early 2000. Uh, I was looking for perhaps more opportunity, a bigger agency, uh, more things going on. Uh, you know, especially as a young dispatcher, you just you thrive on the adrenaline of a vehicle pursuit or, um, you know, another, unfortunately, frankly, a tragic event. Um, but you thrive on that adrenaline to keep you going through the shift and providing the best service that you possibly can. Uh, so I went down to Placer County for a couple of years, uh, had just a phenomenal time. I learned a lot. We uh, we dispatched both police and fire down there. Uh, we're up here. We only do police. Uh, but it was just a wonderful time learning and uh, seeing how a bigger county operates. But after a couple of years, I, I realized that Placer County was not my home and that I was really missing uh, the Nevada County Sheriff's Office. And so after two years, I came back up here and, uh, well, they could say the rest is history at that point. But uh, for the most part, I've, I've just lived around here in the Grass Valley area. Uh, I did do some traveling in uh, the mid-2013s uh, or so. Um, I joined a, a, a company that offers just top-of-the-line training to public safety officials throughout the entire United States uh, and Canada. And uh, I was blessed to do some amazing traveling for almost two years with that company, uh, just traveling the United States and uh, being able to share my message uh, about law enforcement and leadership and providing that, that high service level. So uh, long answer to your question, never lived anywhere else, but I certainly have gotten around by traveling. Well, yeah, that's great. That's a great way to do it is to always have a home base here. Uh, well, since you lived here and you've been here for a long time, what are some of the biggest changes that you've witnessed um, in this community? Uh, well, I think the, the most uh, forefront one would be the widening of Highway 49. You know, it used to be just be a two-lane highway most of the way. Um, and being a South County resident, I appreciate that it's more than two lanes now. That works out uh, pretty well. You know, so we've certainly seen that. We've we've seen some devastating wildfires, uh, which have changed the topography and the landscape of uh, many of the places around here. Um, one of the other things I just find phenomenal is uh, Bear River High School. I used to uh, go to Bear River High School, and now when you go there, my gosh, they have a pool. We never had a pool when I went to, to Bear River High School. Um, you know, so there's that, and they have a library and a big theater and just, you know, kind of those simple changes, but uh, there's there's quite a few of them throughout the county. 
Yeah, I have. I still don't feel like I've been here for a really long time, but uh, enough to to see quite a few changes over over the years. Well, you're listening to K- the Sages Among Us on KBMR. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank, and I'm talking to Andrew Trigg, Public Information Officer for Nevada County Sheriff's Office. So, Andrew, when you did start with the Sheriff's Office, what was your first job? At the uh, I was an entry level. Yeah, I was an entry level uh, dispatcher. So uh, somebody who took uh, phone calls, both emergency and non-emergency phone calls, and dispatched law enforcement units to the appropriate locations uh, based on what was going on. That just sounds so uh, intense. And um, how do you take on a job like that? Um, Is there a lot of training that goes into that? Yeah, there there is. Uh, We typically... Back in the day when I started, it was uh, a much simpler job. We dispatched only for the sheriff's office and Nevada City Police Department. Uh, and, and frankly, it was just a much easier job back then. Uh, so my training was only about two and a half, well, maybe three months uh, at the current time, or at that time. Currently, our, our brand new recruits are in training for somewhere between six to nine months, depending on their experience level and just how quickly they pick up on it. But it is, uh, it's very intense. There's uh, it's, it's primarily all on-the-job training, so you're sitting next to um, a trainer who's been there for, for quite some time, most likely, and they're training you hands-on the ropes of the dispatching job. Uh, and then at some point in your first year with the county, you're required to attend uh, a dispatcher academy that's sponsored by the state, and those are held throughout the state in different locations. And you go there uh, for three weeks. You um, basically either commit, commute or uh, live in a hotel uh, on site there, um, but they teach you the kind of some of the more fundamental stuff of dispatch. It's our job here locally to teach you the the specific local items. How, let's say, Grass Valley Police Department handles a specific call, or how Truckee Police Department handles a specific call. Um, but short of that, it's yeah, it's just it's all on the job training, uh, and it's not easy. Uh, unfortunately, you know, quite a few people who uh, go through the background process and, and we hire. And they start, and uh, it's just not a good fit for them. As, and we identify that through the training process. But uh, once you make it through, it's the best job you'll ever have. So what makes you say that? Well, In terms of, cause you know, of, the, cause of the intensity and all, what, what makes it the best job? It, I think it comes down to, the, to giving back to the community. And the people are probably rolling their eyes right now and shaking their heads and thinking, oh, that's such a cliche answer. But it really does come back to serving the community that we're, we're all so proud to live in. Uh, most of our dispatchers live here locally. I think only one or two uh, live outside of the county. But we, we get an opportunity every single day to save somebody's life. And, yeah, absolutely, a fireman could say that, a police officer could say that. But the dispatcher who has the first interaction with that person that's calling in in their worst day of their life, we are that voice of hope to them on the phone. And there's no better feeling than being able to go home at the end of your shift and know that you saved a life. Now, do we have bad days? Absolutely. Are there days that perhaps we weren't successful in saving somebody's lives? I had one of those not too long ago. It happens. We recognize that. But we we put our all into it. And, you know, again, it's just the best job you'll ever have. You get to work with the community. You get to work with the amazing law enforcement officers that all of our agencies have. It's it's a wonderful place. Well, that that's good to know. And how do how do you minimize stress in the job? Because I, I can appreciate that it's 
it's intense and it's stressful. Um, what kind of tools do you have to minimize stress? You know, the best you might thing have that a... we have. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say you already know about this, but <laughs> the best thing we have is is Chance, our wellness dog. He is just phenomenal. Uh, he he brings a smile to everybody's face. He knows when you're not doing well. He knows when you're stressed out. He'll come over and uh, just put his head right on your lap and just look at you and tell you it's going to be okay. He is. Um, he, he is a wellness dog. That's his title. Yeah, he's the dispatch wellness dog. And does he have lots of training to to become a wellness dog? He has no training. We uh, <laughs> we literally adopted him from from Sammy's friends, and uh, he just from the day one that we started fostering him, he fit in perfectly. But he is not trained. He is not certified. He is just a dog for us to pet and love on. He he just was meant to be there, and I believe I've seen his picture a few times pop up on the facebook page yeah we we feature him quite often on facebook and instagram because people love seeing him and uh there's so many people that volunteer at sammy's friends that one day showed up to sammy's friends and he was gone and they didn't know where it went and they they follow us on our facebook page and they'll comment all the time about how much they loved walking him and petting him and hanging out with him he's just a, a phenomenal asset to our dispatch center have you always had a dog as, as part of the wellness plan no, uh, we haven't actually. We we got Chance um, in October of 2019, I believe. And he was um, just, he came to us on kind of a foster program to see if it was going to work out. And uh, once he arrived, we, we knew day one that he was an immediate fit for us. And a couple months later, after we were able to finalize some uh, county policies, uh, we were able to formally adopt him and, and he's our dog. Wonderful. I love, I love that. That's that makes me happy to hear that. Well, you've had a quite a, quite a career with uh, Nevada County Sheriff's Office. So, what are some of the different responsibilities and some of the different work locations that you've had over your career? Well, I started in in dispatch as a, a line level dispatcher, and phenomenal time. Uh, then spent some time at Placer County. Came back here to to Nevada County, um, and then shortly after I returned, there was an opportunity for a promotion. Uh, up at our Truckee substation. We we used to have a full dispatch center up there with full staffing and everything uh, specific to the Truckee area and Truckee Police Department. And so uh, I went up there and uh, became the manager uh, up there for a number of years, uh, had a wonderful time. It's, Truckee is just a beautiful part of our community, but it was always so weird to try to plan what to wear. You drive over the summit and it was a completely different different weather pattern up there. Um, but it was great. It was wonderful. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, while I was up there, the manager down here, uh, unfortunately for medical reasons, had to uh, take some time off. So I assumed uh, the management of both dispatch centers, uh, Nevada City and Truckee, uh, which was nice to, you know, again, kind of be back home since I used to work with these wonderful people down here. Um, and then shortly after that, uh, in 2012, we ended up uh, deciding that it was in the best interest of the county to uh, close our Truckee Dispatch Center and basically become a regionalized dispatch center down here in the uh, Nevada City area. So once we did that, I uh, transitioned back to Nevada City, uh, worked hand-in-hand with wonderful people down here as their, their manager again. Um, and then most recently, with the um, change in sheriffs, uh, Sheriff Moon recognized the need for a formal public information officer, uh, as well as a couple other things. and. Uh, I was able to step into that role, and uh, here I am. 
So you mentioned the uh, regional dispatch center. What is that, and, and how big is our region? So it's our, it's our dispatch center that's located down here in Nevada City. And uh, what it is is basically a, a law enforcement regional dispatch center that dispatches for all law enforcement except for the California Highway Patrol uh, in Nevada County. So we dispatch from here. We dispatch for the Nevada County Sheriff's Office, the Nevada City Police Department, Grass Valley Police Department, and Truckee Police Department. So in 2012, prior to this happening, Grass Valley PD had their own dispatch center. And then we had our own Truckee substation. And again, recognizing that there was some cost savings to the citizens and uh, the Grass Valley chief at the time, as well as the sheriff, uh, recognized that there was the ability to kind of regionalize our services and offer um, a more streamlined service out of one building for all of the law enforcement agencies. So in November of 2012, we launched that, and it's been going strong for, for seven years. And it's just a phenomenal uh, way to be able to incorporate all law enforcement kind of together as one agency throughout the entire county. So what are some of the benefits that you've seen to the community because of having a regional dispatch center? Uh, the, one of the biggest ones is, is certainly the, the tax savings or the cost savings. Um, you know, if each agency were having to, to fund and maintain their own dispatch center, that's not cheap with brand new technology, with good technology, uh, with staff, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So by regionalizing the service and being able to minimize the procurement that you have to have for staff or for uh, equipment, we're, we're certainly saving a significant amount of money uh, with that, which is, which is absolutely wonderful. Uh, and then some of the other benefits that we see as a dispatcher is having all of the agencies basically on one radio channel. So, you know, we've worked several pursuits that have started here in the Grass Valley area, and they continued all the way up to Truckee. And we were able to maintain contact on one radio with one officer or one deputy the entire time. So it kind of, um, you know, although the agencies are still certainly their own, uh, it kind of regionalizes the officers as well. They can hear what's going on on the radio, and and partnerships are just phenomenal that they can help each other out and respond to each other's calls and back each other up, again, because they're hearing everything in real time on one channel. When in the past, we'd have to call Grass Valley PD and say, hey, can you send us a deputy or an officer? We're over here doing this, and there was a, a lag in that. So uh, that it works sounds out like really a well. lot of additional collaboration opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you are listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Lori Burkhart-Frank, and today I'm talking to Andrew Trigg, Public Information Officer with Nevada County Sheriff's Office. Andrew, you mentioned that you traveled with uh, an organization doing some public safety training on leadership and supervision. And so tell us a little bit more about that, because it sounds like you got to speak to some pretty amazing organizations during that time. Yeah, it was great. Um, I I guess going back to my childhood, I um, thought that perhaps I'd be a teacher at some point. I enjoyed uh, teaching and sharing information and, and whatnot. And so uh, in uh, roughly 2013, I believe, I had a, an opportunity to join a, a company that was known nationally, is still known nationally, for uh, providing great law enforcement training services to um, both you know executive levels, sheriffs and chiefs, but also to the line level, like the dispatchers and the deputies and the officers. Uh, and, and during that experience, uh, I got to travel across the United States uh, over and over, sometimes a little too much, but <laughs> over and over, and uh, met some amazing 
dispatchers and law enforcement folks uh, from from large agencies like New York Fire and New York Police, um, all the way down to small agencies that were basically dispatching out of the police department garage, and there was one person working at a time. So uh, it was it was a very humbling experience to see the the differences in different agencies across the, the country, uh, but also just a wonderful experience to be able to share some uh, information and some expertise in the field, and um, you know some different things about leadership and providing the best service that you can and uh, understanding people's bad day. And there was, it was, a, we had a myriad of classes that we shared with people. So what are some of the differences in law enforcement that you noticed in different regions or different, you know, from cities to rural communities? Did, did you know, was there a lot of difference or is it a lot of similarities? The, the concepts are the same, uh, whether you be in dispatch here or dispatch in New York or, uh, as a law enforcement officer here or there, uh, the concepts are all the same, but the kind of the way that it's taken down or the way that you, you handle things uh, is, is probably a little bit differently. Um, I, I found that in some states, the, uh, the customer service was forefront. You know, you, you never hung up with somebody until they were completely pleased. And then in, in other states, um, they called the police department, and, and if they're not getting the answer that they want, then that's just unfortunate for them, but we don't have time to stay on the phone with them. So there were certainly ways, um, customer service-wise, that things were handled um, a little bit differently. But then also uh, responses to some calls. I mean, maybe uh, one type of call here would garner three or four uh, deputies or officers to respond. But in uh, Podunk, Montana, where there's only one deputy, you're going to get one deputy, and he's going to do the best that he possibly can. So it was it was really interesting you know, to see uh, the agencies that had a lot of money and then the agencies that didn't but just still provided a phenomenal service to people. So what drew you back then um, to work for the Nevada County Sheriff's Office after having that opportunity to travel around the country and and do this training and uh, teaching? And uh, what drew you back? Yeah, I, humbly, I would say that I, I got a, a phone call from one of our current captains uh, under the direction of Sheriff Royal and uh, was, was asked to come back. And it happened to be the perfect time in my career uh, traveling and the perfect time in my life to kind of settle back down again and come back to a, a, a great job. I enjoyed and always have enjoyed this job, so I didn't leave, uh, you know, in, in negative terms by any means. And I still stayed uh, working part-time, and my face was still around and everything. So it was a really easy transition back, and I was just humbled to be, to be asked to come back. Well, one of the things that I know that you, where I'm making the leap that you're responsible for is the use of social media with the sheriff's office. Um, can you speak a little bit about uh, how that's evolved? Yeah, we, we love social media. Um, you know, there's much like your own personal account, it, there's pros and cons, and there are things that you follow and there are things that you unfollow, and we feel the same way on our page. But um it's a wonderful way for us to connect with the community. We love sharing pictures of the deputies doing great work out in the community. Uh, we love sharing pictures of Chance, obviously. Perhaps there'll be one of him there tomorrow for people that are listening. Um, but it, it's a wonderful way for us to connect with the community and, and show everybody uh, what we're doing, how we're doing it, and, and kind of the, the behind the scenes of some of the things. So, yeah, if you're not already following us on Facebook and Instagram oh, and Twitter as well, uh, I, I strongly encourage you to. And we certainly use it for emergency types of incidents. We'll post up there 
what's going on, if there's road closures or if there's um, you know, information that we can share. We'll share that on Facebook and Twitter as well. Well, and I know I do hear you on the news with um, news that that's coming out, but I, I personally love the Facebook posts because you probably won't do a newscast about an officer uh, picking up a little baby deer that needs to be reunited with a parent with a I forget what the picture was, but it was very cute. I just remember it made me smile. Yeah, and those are the things that our deputies are doing every single day. That we're not we're not trying to brag about it by any means, but we we want to show that we're out in the community and uh, doing the things that perhaps are unexpected. So when we have that opportunity, we certainly take advantage of it. Do all the staff participate in suggesting some of these more lighthearted posts? Yeah, or are you always on the lookout team. for it? Well, I certainly am, am looking out for it, but we've got a great team of contributors. Uh, there are people that I know that if I need a sunset photo for some reason, I can text so-and-so and get a sunset photo in 30 seconds. Like, uh, We just have a great team of contributors that have that eye that are looking for things that we can share. And, uh, you know, we're always trying to train others like, oh, that was a great call. Why didn't you get any pictures of it? But <laughs> it's, also, it's also a matter of changing the culture because, um, you know, there's, there's the concern of being seen with your cell phone out taking a picture and what's the community's perception going to be of that? And will we end up on, on our own Facebook page because of it? So, um, you know, we're, we're certainly aware of that, but it's just a matter of, of remembering and, and advising the deputies to uh, take that moment to take a picture or take a video. And uh, if you as the community see our deputies out doing a great thing, uh, let us know. The other day we got a great picture of somebody that uh, got one of our deputies that pulled over to help them fix their car. You know, that's just the wonderful stuff that we want to be able to highlight. And, uh, social media pictures are the best way to do that. Well, we're coming up at the end of the hour here, and I do want to also mention you're involved in the community in other ways, too. So if you could tell us a little bit about being on the Nevada County uh, Fair Board. Yeah, I've been on the Fair Board for a couple of years now, appointed um, by Governor Brown, and uh, currently serving as the president of the board for the next two years, and uh, just excited to do that. The Fairgrounds is a humongous love of my life and a passion. You know, as I mentioned earlier, I started working there. Uh, when I was 15, and, and I worked there all the way up until I got appointed to the board and certainly uh, couldn't continue because of the conflict of interest. But uh, it's just a, a great place. It's a community staple, and we are doing whatever we can to keep it alive, keep it vibrant, and uh, just, you know, honestly bring in, bring in money as, as easily as we can uh, through the foundation. But we're hoping to have a fair this year. Uh, we've, we've asked staff to plan a fair this year, but as we all know, uh, things are unpredictable, and only time will tell. Well, we all keep our fingers crossed on that because we do have an amazing fairgrounds. And we're coming up to the, uh, just the last couple of minutes, but I did want to ask you um, about what, um, if you had this power to wave a magic wand and improve our community in some way, um, is there something that you would like to create or some problem that you would like to see solved? Well, I think the most obvious answer is COVID but I don't have that one. So I can't fix that, that problem and get it to go away. But um, I think what I, I would uh, talk about or what I would think about the most is perception. And, um, you know, this is, is kind of a, a heartfelt message, but I'll share it with you. And we have just the most amazing law enforcement officers in this county, whether it happens to be at the sheriff's office or the police department or CHP, 
uh, our officers who protect this county are, are just phenomenal. And I can say that because I did travel the country and I saw some that I would never want to show up at my house on a call. But with that said, you know, the, the perception sometimes is that they um, aren't doing the best job or may not have the community's interest in mind. And, and all I ask people to do is just stop and, and look for a second. And if you spend one second looking at the job that they're providing or the services that they're, they're showing or the skills that they have, you'll see that these are just amazing deputies and officers who give their, their life every single day to help protect the community. And it's really just a treat for me to work with these great people. And, uh, you know, certainly I harass them every day because I'm friends with them. With them. But uh, on the other hand, you know, it's, it's a matter of remembering uh, just what great people we have serving the community. And with that said, we love the community that we get to serve as well. Well, I am so grateful to have you on tonight, Andrew. Uh, and my guest tonight has been Andrew Trigg, a public information officer with Nevada County Sheriff's Office. And thank you for joining us, Andrew. I'm Lori Burkhart-Frank. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for everything you do to make our community great.